What's up, Chit Chatters? Welcome to another episode for Coaching for Millennials. This episode is one you're going to want to bookmark to listen to later. And the reason I'm saying this is because I'm sharing with you how to go in this space from activation to validation in a coaching journey. If anybody has ever listened to this podcast, know that this podcast is intended to help you understand how to create a more meaningful and purposeful life and to be able to connect with all things that will bring you joy. So I'm excited for this episode to be able to share with you how I've created a community of trust with my clients, with my listeners, and how I've taken people from a space of activation to validation. Because let's be honest here, everyone wants to be validated. So bring your pen and paper, bring your favorite drink. Let's dive into this episode. Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice, and DEI, ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach, and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, and designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey, or designing your life. The podcast, Coaching for Millennials, is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into Coaching for Millennials. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's a weird. You found your rhythm mm-hmm. and you found your voice. So let that sit for a second. The fact that you're s- sitting there, I'm standing, you're sitting there telling me that you want more and you want to be challenged is light years from where you were four months ago, but also the fact that you're accepting of the, that you've grown and that you don't want to stop where you are. You're out of your comfort zone. And you're, you're on this ride that just, you can keep going, right? right? Where do you want it to go? I want it, I want it to keep going up. I want the incline to keep going. You know, and I, and I know that means more resistance, but, you know, that's what I need. You know, there are certain things that just when I was younger just didn't challenge me. Or if I was challenged, I wasn't prepared with the mindset to confront it and approach it. And I feel like I'm now in a really good headspace where... I can be challenged and I can process it better. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the fact that you've done the work in the last four months to recognize your worth and your value, right? To recognize, Mm -hmm. you know, you said it, 
the positive attitude didn't exist, right? And then you didn't think you deserved it. You know you're deserving of it now. Today, you know you're deserving of it. What's next? So if you had to, and remember this goes back to like that one journal entry that I challenged you on and I asked you, I said, so what does that goal look like? And you still in your back of your head, even two weeks ago, were like, well, shit, I don't know that I actually think that I deserve more of that, but you know you do. When you think about, because there's, there's, there's five areas that it sounds like to me specifically, this is how I'm seeing it. When there's these areas where you want to see the most growth and the most challenge is your career. Your career is important to you, right? Yeah. And it's your health and wellness. So this is including your fitness. This is yeah. taking that to the next level. You have a goal in mind for that. And then there's the idea, which we had this conversation in December. You're like, I don't know how I feel about that. But today you're thinking about it which is having your own place, having your own peace, having your own setting, having stability mm-hmm. enough for yourself to give yourself the life that you deserve and, and want, right? So yeah. there's home, work, and health. And then obviously together we work on the mind, the soul, the body, mm-hmm. right? And then there's relationship, right? I think we can work on that, but I want these other four things like relationship to me is last. You know why it's last? Because, because the RuPaul mantra. Yep. You have to learn how to love yourself before you can love anybody else. Amen. Yes. Yep. And I think that even though you recognize your worth and your value and that you're worthy and deserving of it, you're still on this journey. Remember what you just said about the incline, add more add more resistance to that. And that's where we are. We're, we're, we're like, and, and this is not even a heavy incline. This is like a low, we're at like a, a jogger's pace still. We're not even going at a, you know, what do they call them? A sprinter? We're not even sprinting, we're jogging. We're still, we were walking for four months. Now we're jogging. Now we found a rhythm because we know where we're capable of, right? Mm-hmm. But in the space where, you, where I want to lead you to, it goes back to taking those values and staying accountable for them, right? So let's go, let's revisit how we look at values, which there's two activities that I'm going to have you do. One is the strength quest that's going to define and help you acknowledge your strengths and know where they are. And then we'll, we'll discuss them and dive deeper into them and look at each one, Okay. And then after you do the strengths quest, there's an activity that I created that's called Values by Strengths. And and it's part of this career edit type of situation where when you look at your your strengths and you align them to your values, you're now able to be more prepared to go into that job search place. You're now more able to be prepared to have difficult conversations that perhaps you may not have challenged yourself before because you've taken ownership of the values you want and the values you have by combining them with your strengths. Right. You're able to then own that conversation. Right. Right. So when we because I'll at- have firm footing in what I believe in, what I value, what I'm worth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so when we look at these five areas. Of, of growth and challenge, right? I'm just gonna tell them, I'm gonna say GNC, right? Growth and challenge, because that's what you said. We said it was the work, health and wellness. I'm just writing these down. So I'm just gonna say um, mindset plus accountability and life, because I think it's all those things. Your fourth one is going to be home. And then your fifth is relationship. Mm -hmm. 
So these are these are the five areas of where we're gonna challenge you in the next four months. Okay. We're gonna take out, we're gonna take action. And we're, we're gonna add to the resistance, the resistance going to be, how do we shift that mindset to the things we want? So the job part is gonna be harder, right? Because when we talk about the job piece, you know that you need to be at a certain level in your job to get the home, right? But mm -hmm. we don't wanna apply so much resistance where it gives you stress and anxiety to get to that point. You're comfortable now, right? It's okay for what you're doing to be in that comfort zone. It just gives you more money to speak, to save yeah. and to bank up from when you decide. Maybe it's enough for you to say, you know what, I'm going to buy a townhouse or a condo as opposed to going to rent from someone because you can save the 10 to 15, 20% that would require you to do that, right? Hypothetically, it's just an idea, Yeah, putting it out there, right? Um but just being aware of what that looks like, what's needed for that, right? And then you have this fitness journey that you're on. We need to define one goal for each of these areas, right? And we know the relationship one is the one that we're not working on just yet. Right. So for the, for the top four, what is one goal you can define for each one right now? All right. All right, so hmm. so the health and wellness one, I want to continue what I'm doing with him. I want to continue to, I hate, sorry, I hate using maintenance goals. It's not a maintenance goals. I want to continue to improve my core strength and my cardio with my personal training. That's, that's what I'm working on with him. Is there a specific target that you're looking to achieve? Is it losing weight? Is it gaining muscle? Is it losing fat? Because I'm sure he asked you this question. He did an assessment with you. I'm assuming it's a he, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a he. When, when you first started working with him, he asked you, what's the goal, right? Right. Tell me where you are today and what that goal is. Cause you're, you're seeing difference, right? Yeah. We put endorphins in our body and we're using our body and we're, we're in motion. That's a shift already in our mindset is a shift in how we feel it's a shift in how we breathe but when you talk about what that end goal or journey is right what was that when you first engaged in this you know coaching fitness coaching with this person right it's a it's a smart goal you're looking for something like measurable tangible right mm -hmm. call it a smart goal if you want to call it a smart goal yeah i, I forget the acronym right now uh, yeah, it's something measurable. I have them. It yeah. doesn't matter. I just want to know <laughs> what what is that goal that you want for yourself, fitness related? Is it to have, you know, to add fifteen pounds of muscle? Is it to lose thirty pounds and be at a specific goal weight? Is well, it to now the goal that I really want to achieve yeah. is this 30 inch uh squat jump so he we did this yeah so it's like a like so it's a squat jump onto a platform in yeah. front of and like we started with it but he wants me to go from the ground to 30 okay and land on it <laughs> and i couldn't for the life of me even approach it <laughs> okay like i literally like i mentally could not visualize succeeding in it okay and i was actually i was very vocal with him during the session it was just like i, I can't do this gary like every time i imagine trying to do it i 
What are you scared of? <laughs> I just didn't want to fall flat on my back or flat on my face. So you get up and try try again. I and I know that. In What's my the head. worst that happens? You fall. Yes. Right. You fall. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get hurt. Which thirty inches is not a lot. No, no. It, it's. But it was just like I could not get over that mental barrier. But you want it. I want it. Yeah. And so I what do you need to do to it. get what you want? Yeah. What's the answer to the question? That That's the goal. I want to be able to do that exercise right now. That is the goal. Like, I want to do that and whether that's and that's going to be continuing to condition my body to do it and then conditioning my mind to succeed at it have you attempted it at all yesterday <laughs> okay and how far how high do you think you made it oh not not at all like i kept every time i was prepared to jump my i pulled the emergency brake in my head i'm like no you're not <laughs> so you're 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 just for visualization purposes, if this is the floor, right? You're jumping up onto a 30 inch box. Right. Yeah. So what, so I can understand the fear of jumping off. What's the fear of jumping on? What is it that's blocking you? Like other than falling, but you're not falling. You're just coming no. back to the ground where you just left. Right. It's not being able to clear the height and then it's not being able to dismount either dismounting and falling forward or dismounting and falling back and so here's just, here's the thing you only need to do it once to know that you can make it to the top of that platform before you challenge yourself to do it again and actually perfect it have you ever thought of it from that perspective thinking of it in that perspective now. Yeah. But but this is also just, this has just always been part of my like mentality. And this is like the part that I need to be continually checked and challenged on is because I'm so used to things that are easy and easy for me to grasp and apply and do that it becomes a chat like when it's now something that challenging and to shake this mindset to be able to achieve that that's it's still a struggle for me and, and i acknowledge it i acknowledge like hey i can't mentally get my head around this right now because every time i imagine it i imagine it not working and that is why i keep producing failed attempts because i can't get my brain to adjust to the positive, like I can do it. I can visualize me landing it and picking it. <laughs> what do you think it is that ultimately makes you think that you can't do it? Is it in the actual physical moment that you psych yourself out? Yes. <laughs> but what if you psych yourself in and just say, I'm gonna do it and not worry about what the result is. <laughs> right? right? That's, that's if, if you're constantly going into it thinking that you're not going to do it, it's what if you tell happen. yourself, I'm going to do it and I will do it successfully. And if you, and even if you don't make it and you tell yourself that, so what? Do it again. And I have to tell myself that more. I tried to do that yesterday, but it was just superficial. It wasn't like penetrating in. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's okay. Well, you tried it once, right? You've only done it once. I've tried it. I don't actually, no. Like every time I tried it, I'd bail. <laughs> well, how many times have you tried it? Oh, it was a handful of times yesterday. I ended up, we ended up compromising. So instead of me landing on my feet, it was just basically getting the height and uh, landing on my knees. 
on the box. Because I knew the knees would, because we both knew the knees would make it. I'm like, I for some reason, it was a matter of getting the rest of my body that way. Do you think that, so I, I, I truly believe that anybody, unless they're like extremely overweight and obese, anybody who, who physically can move their body and can have motion can mm-hmm. achieve that. Right. You told me it was like, and he's and he's given me all the right reinforcement. Like he's like, get out of your head, just do it. Dominate. I know you can do it. Your body is capable of doing it. You just have to do it. Yeah, I mean, think and of I it if it was a marathon, right? This is what you've been training for for the last. Has it been two months since you've been working with him? Actually, we're at the end of the third month with him. Okay, since January, right? Right. But this wasn't the initial goal. This is like, as of like yesterday, I'm like, I wanted to. Well, you've made it a goal for yourself. I've made it a goal. But that's, that is one goal that didn't, that didn't, that didn't answer my question. (laughs) You made it your answer to the question, but that didn't answer my question. Trying to get circled back to that, (laughs) but I need you to tell yourself that you're going to do it and just do it and keep doing it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, just do it. I'm going to just do it and I'm going to keep doing it. Yes. Don't and think about anything else other than doing it. Even if you need to get a running start to jump up, try that and see what happens. And to answer, and to double back to the original question, mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought of a particular goal weight, a particular you know, body shape. It was always just about the feeling. Like I really started working with him because I did not feel like I had a lot of energy that it was, I was just sluggish and everything from being cooped up with the pandemic. And I just wanted to feel good, active Mm -hmm. and athletic. And I wanted to feel like I can do things that, I would do, but would feel much more tiring, but do them and not feel like I, <laughs> like I burnt through everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Every I, ounce I, of your energy, not be able to feel, I get it. Yeah. So I'm horrible with setting the, I'm horrible with the goal setting for myself. Clearly. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I think that you, you should start to think about what goal you want long-term as you continue to work with him, because, you know, you could work with the fitness trainer for forever, but if you don't identify a goal that you're wanting to achieve, even if you achieve that goal and then set a new one, you're going to find yourself always in the same place. And you'll see results because someone is holding you accountable for something, but you want to have a goal. It, it, It is almost... I think it like for you, it seems odd to to have a goal. Like it's not your thing, but I want you to make that your thing. I want you to shift your mindset into believing that if I set a goal, I can achieve it. I think part of the reason you don't like to set goals is that you're su- you're too scared because you think you're going to fail, right? Yes. You you think that if I set a goal and I don't do it, or if I set a goal, I'm not gonna ever do it and I'm gonna fail at it. No, it's it's a shame thing. I don't wanna set a goal and not hit the goal. And then I feel less. Did you ever think, you probably didn't because I know, but here's what happens though. When we find ways to hold us accountable for things that we want and we don't achieve them, we learn from what we did to allow us to try again and not make the same, perhaps call it a mistake or perhaps call it the same, you know, pattern that we did to get to that goal. Right? Think of it from like if you were taking a course, 
-hmm. And let's say, you know, the, the course has a, a couple of quizzes, it has a midterm and it has a final. And you failed miserably at two of the quizzes and you sucked terribly at the midterm. But you know you have maybe two more quizzes left in a final. Isn't the goal to pass the course? <laughs> yes, to get out alive. Right? So wouldn't you want to make every effort that you can to make sure that you know what to do? Like, what would you do if you know that you're almost failing to change that mindset to believe that you can pass this course and to know that you're going to pass it? Because you need to tell yourself, I'm going to pass this course. Right, and that's part of it. It's, I gotta get that mindset of, I'm gonna pass it. And then it's gonna start with, I'm gonna do it really well at this next quiz. And then that's going to be but the what do you need to do to do really well? <laughs> I need to change what I'm doing, change how, how I'm studying, change how I'm absorbing that. So, so it's the practice. Yeah. It's the practice. It's, it, it's the practice that you're going to apply to, to actually be successful at the box jumps so you can actually achieve it and then move on to create another goal. From 36, you go up to, I don't know, 38, 40, or what was it, 30. So from 30, go up to 36 or go up to 40. It's totally doable. It's all in our heads. And it's a story that we keep replaying that causes us, because mm -hmm. everybody has it. There's not one person that doesn't have a mindset that causes them to stay in a fixed place, that causes them to stay stuck. And it, it, it could be scenario-based. Mm -hmm. It could be situational, which is the same thing as scenario. Mm -hmm. But in your case, you have this one thing. Now, going back to the goals, though, you're not scared anymore. You don't have a reason to be scared because you've got people holding you accountable to help you be successful in achieving every goal you set. If you want to have the life you, thought you talk about thinking, I shouldn't say that because it sounds wrong. If you want to have the life you think about wanting, because you think about it and I think you've kind of led me to believe, led, led me to understand bits and pieces of it, you have to be able to set goals to get to there instead of just dreaming about them all the time, right? Mm -hmm. What's the first goal we need to talk about? <laughs> we made a list of five things and we're yeah. focusing on four. <laughs> the first goal is to get in the mindset that I'm a goal person now. I guess that could be a goal, yes, but I don't think that's the goal. I know you could do it because I know that you're capable of doing it. Everybody is. You're not an exclusion to that group of people. There's no group of people. Everyone can do it. It's work. It's the work one. It's you know you're you're you know you're capable and worthy of more, and you're not getting it and receiving it where you are and you're ready for a change, right? So the change isn't scary to you right now, but you need to establish a goal of where you want to be so that you can start focusing on it and hold yourself accountable towards it. So if, if it means being a supervisor, right, in your field, you have to be more aware of what it takes to become a supervisor in your field. How do you work on that? What do you do? Who do you talk to? How do you network? How do you look for the job? What is required of the job? That's how you start. And it's taking that motivation and those steps to being able to lead you to then say, okay, you know what? I feel I'm confident enough and comfortable enough 
and I've armed myself with all the things I need to apply to this job. I found, I found a couple of jobs that I want to apply to. You can't apply just to one and you know that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is the one goal for work to become a supervisor in your field? Is that what you think you want to do? This could be your homework because I think you need to think about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's talk about the homework you did from a couple weeks ago. Gee, my favorite, my favorite homework. <laughs> Thinking. <laughs> well, you have part of your homework today, so we can go back to what the other homework assignments will be. So did you have a conversation with your mom about your childhood when you were yes. seven or eight years old? Yep. Okay. Do you want to share? <laughs> I joked with her at the end of it. It's like, okay, I was a boring child. I get it. <laughs> Is that what she told you? No, that's what I that's what I joked and pulled out of it. But oh. <laughs> there wasn't anything like that. I was like innately gravitating to as a kid. A lot of it was when I was kindergarten, first grade, like elementary school age. I was still receiving a lot of services in school, like PT, OT, speech, extra time, like you name it, I had it in my AED. (laughs) And it helped me get through what I needed to get through. But, you know, there are some some disadvantages to it, you know? It's like I, I got pulled out of class a lot. So there was some you know, elementary level bonding with my cohort that I didn't really have. A lot of my interaction was working with adults and modifying my behavior to what they were asking me to present and what they were wanting me to do. And it became a lot of that, like, you know, that perfect please, you know, kind of mentality of, okay, this is how they want me to walk. This is how they want me to do it. And, and I like that attention. Don't get me wrong. I like, you know, the attention with the adults and I, I like that, but I don't know. I just do you, I feel like I came at a cost of some things. Do you think that the experience you had as a kid is partially, I don't want to say responsible, but maybe accountable for the fact that you haven't been challenged enough when you were younger where you could have been and they just did what they thought was acceptable to achieve whatever outcomes they were looking to achieve? I mean, I excelled in school. It wasn't like... I was just, you know, getting to a point where I could just do the bare minimum. But like, I was, you know, I was exceeding. I was a good student. I think of it more in the sense of like, I wasn't, you know, I was pulled out. Of, you know, it was just, you know, it was just things like, okay, I was pulled out, you know, to work with the, you know, to work with the speech therapist. And then I would come back and it's like, okay, they're in the middle of a group to activity. So either I'm like plopped into a middle of a group or, oh, well, you know, they'll be done in five minutes. And I just kind of chill there. So it's just like those, it's, I feel like some of those moments where like, I could have really been like, you know, really talking to kids and making friends at that age, just kind of, So the socialization as a child was not there when you thought, reflecting back, it wasn't there and you were recognizing how it impacted you as an adult. Yeah, because especially, you know, like I would, you know, I wasn't, you know, like doing extracurriculars. I didn't have a lot of play dates that like I would really orchestrate. Like I would be social with kids while at school, but I really didn't have a lot of engagement after school. And that even carried over, you know, into like the teenage years, like the middle school, the high school. Like I didn't go out to a lot of friends' houses. I didn't, you know, like I didn't, I didn't have that kind of base for socialization. 
Mm-hmm. But also too, I I couldn't. <laughs> Why? Like as a kid, like it just took a lot to get me to vocalize what I wanted and how I would feel. Like if you had, let's just for example, like say like I was in the kitchen with you as a kid and you had a cookie in your hand. Like I would not verbalize like, you know, hey, I want a cookie too or anything like that. I would point at it. I would, you know, my arms would wave uncontrollably. I would just make weird, you know, vocal noises, but I couldn't, I couldn't process what I was feeling and articulate it and say, Jose, give me the damn cookie. Yeah. And like that. And Do it's you hard. still feel that way now? There are some days that I like, I reflect on it and I'm like, you know, a lot has changed, but certain things happened. This is, this is new for me, like new information for me to understand more of where a lot of the behaviors that you have today are coming from. Oh yeah. Like, I think I even found one of my old IEPs when I was working with, uh, the kids in the school district for my internship. And I think like one of them had like, I forget the actual term, but I like, I, I remember seeing the word like autistic, not like autistic, like they thought I On was. On the spectrum, but, yeah. But like some sort of like, I could be maybe. And you know, that, that, that's heavy, you know? Do you feel like there's just always a challenge? Well, I shouldn't say a challenge, but there's always a, a weight that someone carries when they're young, not knowing what's wrong with them. They see that they're different than their, their friends or the people around them because of what's being interacted. And you, you, you might go through that whole entire period of your life, never fully understanding because you're so young and you don't know what it is. And adults really, you know, maybe your parents didn't know how to explain it to you. They were probably processing it themselves trying to understand how to best support you and give you all the help and resources and tools necessary to help you just be successful. But sometimes what happens is that they, they, they put people at a certain marker that they only think they could achieve a certain level, right? Based on what they might identify as inability or an ability to perform. Right. And, and I get that's where a lot of services go. It's like, okay, you have to hit a certain threshold. You have to meet a certain criteria to either keep the service, need more service. Okay. You're doing, you're hitting X threshold. Great. You're not going to need this anymore. Did, did your mom mention anything like that, that perhaps like if she reflected back looking at when you were a kid, did she say anything about how she maybe would had wanted things differently or was there something that she thought she can do better? I mean, I don't know. You know, there's not much she could really do at that point, you know? Like, she has no control of when they pull me out for whatever resources, you know? That's ultimately up to the school and their scheduling. I can tell you she fought like hell for me to have the services as long as I needed them. Yeah. Like, we've had conversations. I've heard stories where she's inching down the long table in the office to get to the psychiatrist that's writing everything down so she can put the pen in the psychiatrist's hand to write down what she's saying (laughs) like and i and then like i was like i love it because it's like my mom was a badass she fought hard yeah well i mean for 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 me and i i would think any parent would want to make sure that if they know that their child is needing support and resources, they would fight for that. I, I want to dig. So I feel like this is going to be a longer conversation because you've just opened up. I just opened up a whole can of worms. No, I don't think it's a can of worms because I think that that has a negative connotation. I think it's just opened up more of me getting to know a part of you that we didn't we didn't talk about before and I know that we talked briefly about your adolescence but it had nothing to do with this it had more to do with how you were raised and you coming out and you having tendencies and knowing if you were gay or not Mm -hmm. it it didn't circle around 
what has really challenged you from wanting to know that you are capable of doing the things that you want to do and you not being able to, like what you said, like I go back to something you said that just was the trigger for me specifically, which was you couldn't vocalize even though you wanted to vocalize that you wanted a damn cookie. <laughs> that to me changes everything about where you are today because it was enough for me to know it's, it's, it's not even like, call it what you want to call it, right? And I don't know how to label this because I'm not a psychologist mm-hmm. to assess you. But I'm going to say today, Dominic, you have a voice and you know where your voice is. If you want that damn fucking cookie, ask for it, right? Because maybe as a kid, you couldn't process the things that you needed to help develop your speech if that was the issue. Or maybe your brain wasn't at the pace of where it was for you to comprehend, but you process perfectly well today. Yeah. You don't feel like you have some sort of learning disability, do you? No, no, no. And it's just, it's just funny because it's like, I would never think you would, but I think at the same time, like, those are things that I think everyone at their own pace and their own time experiences. Mm -hmm. And they have to go through the journey of processing it for whatever it means to them to be able to understand and be aware of where they are in their life. And whether it's reflecting on it, like we are, or whether it's letting it go and moving into the next space, which I think you have, but I think it's important to bring it up and talk about it because you recognizing what's holding you back from actually setting goals and being scared of never actually achieving them. It goes right back to that period and time where if you wanted that cookie, which was the goal, you were too scared to say you wanted it because you didn't think you would ever get it. Have you ever thought about it that way? No, and I'm 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 trying to process it to make sure like that lines up. Cause it, it's hard, like it's still very vague. Like I don't remember a lot of Sure. I mean, it's probably, you're probably, did you, do you remember at what point in your, you know, whether it was adolescence or adulthood that your parents shared with you, or you realized that you knew something was different in your education and your, and what you were doing? I I mean, I, I probably I've picked up on it. Like it wasn't ever like fully like but I remember, you know, like the meetings at the, you know, at the school district vaguely. I remember, you know, being called out by the, you know, physical therapy guy to, you know, come out in the hall and walk up and down the hallway with him for a little bit. Like, I, I remember like vague little nuggets like that. So mm-hmm. like, I want to believe that at some point, like I kind of figured, okay, like if I'm going to another room to take a test, you know, like there's something different. Like, even if I couldn't really put my finger on it, like I knew I was being treated differently. Differently. Mm -hmm. Whether it made me think I was special or not is a whole other story. (laughs) So I want to pause for a second. And I Sorry, want to revisit. I'm just thinking in my head for a moment. No, 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 no. I this is this. And I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of I'm I'm slowly putting it together now, and I'll, you know, think of it a little bit more as I go over the next few weeks. But just imagine, like, you know, the whole being taken out and not really being able to figure out the whole social dynamics, and then trying to figure that out, and then I. <laughs> trying to figure out why I feel the way I feel in middle and high school. Yeah. And like, oh, great. I'm already having a hard time. And now I got to contend with this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I, I Look, here's the thing. And I really want to be able to give it the time and the attention um, that it deserves and needs. 
I just think it's a, it's a lot more deeper of a conversation to really connect it back to you understanding why you've had these issues, being able to process creating goals, establishing connections, or just there, there are things to have a self-awareness of, right? Mm -hmm. And then pulling them back for, for whatever the layers are, maybe it's not that deep and maybe it's just acknowledging it for what it is and being able to know, oh yeah, that happened to me and I know what it was. And now as an adult, I'm able to process it this way. And if it ever comes back again, I know where it came from. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there's things that sometimes we put in the back of our heads in a really black, dark box and we never think about them ever again. But I think that for you, you're just on this journey of recognizing how they connect together. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting, I'm finding the chapters of my story and figuring you're, out yeah, what, you're piecing what, what order they go. <laughs> yeah. Which is fascinating, at least for me, but I think it's going to help you carry that self-awareness to know when something triggers you and it causes that mindset shift that you can either connect it back to that and say, you know what, I'm a different person than I was then. That was not, that was, a, that was the little version of me. This is the big version of me. And this is the version I want to be, right? Yeah. So that you don't go in back to that mindset, even from where we were four months ago, going into the future. Did you, did you write that letter to yourself? from when you were a kid to today? <laughs> um, I did not. Okay. Well, maybe as you're processing and connecting these dots, you can make those points in the letter to the person you are today from when you were seven years old. What is this seven-year-old you wanna say to the version of who you are today? I don't know. We went over my seven-year-old self didn't know how to articulate. <laughs> yeah, but you know better now, right? So the challenges that you had growing up as a kid, whether you want to label it as whatever you want to call it, call it a developmental disability, call it a learning disability, call it a, I don't know what else to label it. Whatever you want to call it, is, it's up to you. Right? We're, we're going to call it a lag. We're not going to say like I couldn't. Let's just say I, okay. I was lagging behind. <laughs> so what I want from, from this exercise, what I want is for you to be kind to yourself and tell yourself when you were six or seven, right? What mm. do you want to say to the adult version of you? At some point in that little brain of yours, you had to have thought about something you aspired to be. But now think about where you are now. What would you want yourself to be? How would you want yourself to feel? Don't answer that question. It's for you to think about and put in the letter. Okay? Yeah. It's a lot today. <laughs> It is, it was a, it is a lot. I know you may want to have a drink when you're done <laughs> and, and maybe take the time, maybe take, take a quick 15 minute break. Maybe if you want to go get some fresh air or something and then come back and just do a quick 20 minute journal, because I think there's a lot of thoughts and emotions and feelings that we uncovered today that you may want to express and put them down on paper. And it'll probably help you as a reminder for later. Yeah. So you so just to just to kind of re reconfirm, the one is a letter, right? That's the one assignment. And the other one is to identify four specific goals for the four areas that we're focusing on. Right. Which are career, health and wellness, home and mindset accountability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. 
Hey Chitchatters, so if you just finished listening to this episode, you could tell there was so much to unpack there, and there was so much that came from the conversation I was having with Dominic. He was in a really, really challenging place last year in his life, and just really needed some help and someone to talk to, and in conversation, we managed to uncover a lot of things that were impacting him as an adult in his adolescence, um, things that were impacting him that he's reflecting on, that he needed to uncover and really talk about that he never talked about before, and then helping him get over those things to validate the person he is and the person he wants to be in the future. And the most important takeaways from this episode is that everyone who might be in this place, they may feel like they're their need of some help and some clarity and wanting to unpack the things that are challenging them in life, this is how it happens. You heard a really in-depth 45-minute conversation with Dominic that, you know, I feel is, is important for people to hear because you don't realize how sometimes you listening to someone else's situation, someone else's journey... Um, how clarifying that can be for you to realize you need that type of support and help. And that's what coaching is all about, is really creating a community and a space for people to be open to share and being open to be heard and to feel uplifted and given some guidance and direction, but creating a plan while we're at it. One of the things that you didn't know about um, in the conversation with Dominic is that flash forward to today, Um, From when we recorded this actual episode, he was really successful in changing around his career outlook and now he has a brand new job that he's starting in a couple of weeks. Um, He's starting to look at ways of introducing relationships to his life because he wanted to go through some healing pains and being able to process the person he wants to have in his life as a future partner. So there's a lot that we've done in this journey together as me as his coach and him as my client. And um, I'm looking forward to potentially sharing more of that in the future. If you're someone who heard this episode and it brought you so much value and you're probably thinking about how can I get to coaching or how can you work with me, you can reach out to me um, at hello at coaching with Jose Miguel, or you can go to my website at coachingwithhosemiguel.com. You'll find all the details pertaining to our coaching packages. Um, However, I encourage you to reach out to me if you see something that doesn't really fit for your budget. Um, I've always said this before, I work with every single budget and I have flexible payment plans as well. So if if this episode and this conversation brought you value, which I know it will for so many people, and I appreciate Dominic for being so vulnerable and sharing his journey and sharing his experience, I'm so blessed to have had him be comfortable with sharing this information with the world. And I really felt that it was important for him to share it so that he can see and hear from other people who may potentially need to hear that conversation. So I appreciate him for that. I'm here for you. Slide into the DMs, um, comment on any of the sharing posts that I've made about the episode. Um, And I can't wait for the next one. And I hope you enjoy this. Talk to you soon. Light and love. Hey, Chit Chatter. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow, as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. Be sure to go visit to coachingwithjosemiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.